You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. How many of you agree with me that the Hosea Gomer story that you just heard was wild? Raise your hand if you think it's wild. Marrying a prophet, marrying a prostitute. And then that wife was unfaithful, but the prophet remained faithful, running after. And then it's wild. I got to know that story when I was a teenager. A teenage preacher, I fell in love with that story. I started using it. Whenever I talked about God's love, I'll use the Hosea Gomer story. By the way, just want to do a survey. How many of you heard that story before, know of that story before? Raise your hand. Just want to see. Okay, very few. That, that, that story was so big in my mind as a teenager because it was a crazy, wild story. It symbolized God's love. So on and on, I'd preach about it. I'd preach about it everywhere I went. I didn't know. I found out. There was an unexpected problem. Ask me, what problem? I noticed that people, especially women, saw it as a model for romantic relationships. Not only women, but mostly women saw it as a model for romantic relationships so that I discovered wives and girlfriends trapped in abusive relationships with cheaters and addicts and drunkards. And then when, when, when they're stuck like that, they tell me, Brother Bo, I'm Hosea. My husband is Gomer. And I will remain faithful to him. And I say, oh no. Can I say this as strongly as I can? Just say this, I'm listening. The Hosea Gomer story is a template, not for marriage, but for your marriage with God. Is that clear? No, it's not clear. It, it, if you think you're Hosea, can I, can I say this? You're not. God is Hosea. And the message of the story is this. Everybody say again, I'm listening. God is always running after you. No matter where you're going, no matter what's happening to you, no matter how much sin you've committed, God is always running after you. Tell somebody beside you, God is always running after you. That's the message of the story. Do I hear a loud amen? How do I know? This story was written 2,780 years ago. At a time when marriage was very different. It was prearranged. It was one-sided. Always favoring the men. The women were a little bit in Tagalog, dejado in that marriage. They were, they were hey, let's face it. You know, sad news for, for, for the women. But during that time, thousands of years ago, women were seen not... Well, they were seen as persons, but they were also seen as possessions. The value of a woman is slightly higher than a cow. I'm sorry, but that's reality. And 
the story was written primarily for men. Remember that at that time, only men were the ones who were able to read. 5% um, of the population, most of them men, reading. And, and so, just women, I'm going to have to say this again, really, because get, get, guess what? I get inundated by thousands of women writing to me about their marital problems, about their relationship problems. I just have to say this again. Women, if you think you're Hosea and your husband is Gomer, you're out of your mind. I say it with a smile. Um, welcome to our incredible, amazing series, Looking for Mr. and Miss Wright. Are you ready? Everybody say, I'm ready. The first thing I need to address is this. The reason why a lot of people choose the wrong partner. Ask me why. Because many people have a broken psychological mirror. Everybody say that. Broken psychological mirror. If single people, raise your hand. Just I want to see a raise of hands. Single people, single people. Come on, be proud, be happy. Be, be like, 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 yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. Are you listening to me, single people? You need to listen. If there's a single person beside you, just, just say, listen. If you don't see yourself as a person of beauty and dignity and worth, do not enter into another relationship. Do not. Do not. Ask me why. Because you will end up, chances are very high, you will end up picking the wrong person. If you think you're garbage, you'll pick garbage. You got what I'm saying? Because here's the truth. Ask me what's the truth. Louder. We don't attract who we deserve. We attract who we think we deserve. You got that? That's a bomb right there. Let it explode in your mind. Grasp it. Understand it. Sink your teeth into it. Suck the juice out of that truth. You attract not who you deserve, but who you think you deserve. Does, does that make sense to you? Are you sure? I was talking to a young, attractive woman. She was having a, she had a string of failed relationships. And she was telling me the story that, you know, she'd get attracted to this guy, ends up a cheater. She gets attracted to another guy, gets into a relationship with him, ends up to be a drug user. She, she got attracted to this other guy, ends up a, a bum, an irresponsible guy, and with so many hang-ups and emotional issues. And, 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 it's, and, and so she came up to me and she said, Brother Bo, why do I fall for bad boys? And I had to be tough with her. And, and I said, sad news. Because somewhere in your subconscious, somewhere deep down, you want to be punished. You think you deserve these kinds of blokes. And, and that's why when you see a decent guy, a guy you know, who, who in your mind, maybe not in your conscious mind, but in your subconscious mind, you're looking and saying, he doesn't have any vices. He doesn't have any problems. He doesn't have any hang-ups. He doesn't have any past issues. He seems to be okay. I'm not interested. 
There's something in you that you think you deserve garbage because you deserve garbage. I want you to know this. You have a broken mirror. It is broken. And because it is broken, you see a distorted picture of who you are. And you look ugly. You think you look... This is what you see. How do you heal this broken psychological mirror? Ask me how. My dear friends, the only way, everybody say the only way, is healing love. Everybody say healing love. Only love heals. And I, I, I need to say this to you. Single people again, raise your hand please. I'm sorry, but you have to do this because I need to wake you up. Single people, before you get married, before you get into a relationship, please repair your broken mirror. If there's a single person beside you, hold that person's hand. If, if it's not too gross. And tell that single person, please, Repair your broken mirror. And, and I, I need to say this to you. This is very crucial. Some single people think that because they're broken, they look for a partner who will heal them. Oh, brother Bo, that's why I want to get married because my, my, my spouse will heal me. And, and, and you know what? I'm a married person. I, I need you to know this. My spouse healed me. That's true. But your spouse cannot heal you alone. Cannot. He, he does not have the powers to heal you alone. Let, let me say this to you. Married people, raise your hand now. Married people, I need to speak to you that your spouse, no matter how good, no matter how kind, no matter how wonderful, can only give you 30%. Everybody say 30%. 30% of your love needs. If you expect your spouse to give you, to give you, and, and satisfy completely your love needs. You are setting up your marriage, your relationship for intense frustration. And so, so, what should you do? How can you be healed? Ask me how. How? Four sources of love. How many? Four sources of love. Number one. Family. Everybody say family. Parents, raise your hand. Parents, thank you. Parents, are you listening to me? You're supposed to provide material needs for your kids. Yes or no? Yes. But more important than that, you're supposed to provide unconditional love. That's your God assignment. God wants you to mirror His love to your kids. Yes, it's the God, it's, it's the Hosea Gomer love. It's the, it's the, I will run after you no matter what. That, that's, that's parental love. That, that's the, the, the reflection of the love of God. Um, no matter what, I, I'm there for you. I'll, I'll, you know, when, when, when my boys need me, I, as, as, as much as I can, I drop everything. Aside from the fact that it's a selfish thing because I know the window is very small. After a while, they won't need me anymore. And they're going to grow up and they're going to... But, but while, while they need me, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. But, but it's, it must be unconditional. Everybody say unconditional. No matter what happens, I'm there. Now, you're looking at me now and you say, Bo, that's not my story. Mom wasn't like that. 
My dad wasn't like that. They were not unconditional. My heart goes out to you. And I'll tell you why they were not like that. Ask me why. Because they themselves did not experience unconditional love. To this day, they might be 63 and 64 years old, they still have a broken psychological mirror. To this day. And so, if your parents were not able to give you unconditional love, this is what you do. Ask me what? Get reparented by God Himself. Go to God now. Deepen your relationship with Him because you need the unconditional love from God. Number two, look for spiritual parents, spiritual kuya and ate, an older brother and older sister in the Lord who will be able to give you an imperfect reflection of God's love. And through that reparenting, slowly, you will experience unconditional love. So number one is family. Everybody say family. And it's so related to number two. The second source of healing love that will heal your broken mirror is church. Everybody say church. church. Louder, church, say church. church. Everybody say, we are, church. we are church. Oh man, just... You know, I think I'm a, I think I'm a good husband. I, I, actually, I think I'm a great husband. A man is allowed to hallucinate. But, but really, I'm, you can ask my wife if I am. Maru, is Bo a great husband? Ask her. Not, 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 not on Saturdays and Sundays because we're, we're, we're really busy. Those are busy days. Not on Monday and Friday because those are very stressful days. Not on Wednesday and Thursday because those are homeschooling days. Ask her on a Tuesday, but not during the day because those are online meetings for her. Not on Tuesday night because that's our weekly romantic date. So ask her at 10 in the evening of Tuesday, right after our weekly romantic date, because that will give her the biased frame of mind to answer the question whether is Bo a great husband. But seriously, seriously, no matter how great a husband I am, no matter how wonderful a husband I am, I can only supply 30% of her love needs. Psychologists will tell you, that, that, that's, that, that's it, you know? 70% will come from, from, from other, other sources. And I believe a big chunk of that is church. My wife has some girlfriends in church. She, she has these amazing women. <laughs> and my, my wife is in her 40s. She looks 23 in my eyes. <laughs> will always look 23 in my That's the day we met. But, but, and, and her friends are all 40s, but my gosh, when they're together, it's like they step into a time machine, and all of a sudden, they're like schoolgirls in the cafeteria. They don't stop giggling. I, I'm telling you, I'm just looking at them and just, want, you know, somebody drops a fork and they go all giggled. Just... And they giggle and they giggle and they giggle and, 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 and you know what? And, and sometimes they're crying. 
They don't, they're sharing. Somebody shares and, and they pray together and they share stories about God and they open scripture. Beautiful. That is church. And I'm telling you why I don't mind. Ask me why. Because when she comes home, her heart, her love tank is overflowing. And when her love tank is overflowing when she comes home, guess who's the beneficiary? <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing that there are things that I cannot do for her, that she has to go to church. Friends, how's your church? Because the problem with church today, it's no longer the meal that gathers people. That's how Jesus intended church, a meal gathering moment. It's no longer that. Church is a sacramental gas station. You enter church, you pray, and then you leave. That cannot be. The feast wants to change that for you. That's why we keep inviting you to go to the, to, to the lobby and sign up for our light groups. And if you don't want, hey, create your own. Make a feast light in your office. Gather 5, 10, 20 people. I just received uh, an, an IG message this, 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 when was that? This morning. I think it was this morning I received an IG message, Instagram, that there was this, they, they told me, we're a, we're a feast light in Banco Central. And, and so they gather every week, they pray, it's a small group. But then I saw the picture, they, they were having a trip in Bangkok. The whole feast light, wow. But that's church. You you just don't, you know, you're, you're, you're family. Friends, everybody say I'm listening. To survive, you need a family. To thrive, you need a family of families. It takes a village to raise a child. <laughs> but hey, adults need a village too. And that's what a church is. Everybody tell somebody beside you, you, you need church. A person who will walk beside you, a person who will pray with you, a person who will journey with you, a person, you know, what, what, last week I spent three days with guys here from our feast family who have been with me for almost 39 years. You know what I love about life? Ask me what? I love new friends, but I also love old friends. Friends who say, we're going to stick it out together for the rest of our lives. We need that. I want you to fist bump someone beside you and tell that person, let's grow old together. We, we, Number one, family. Number two, church. Number three, self. Self. Married people, raise your hand again. Married people, do you sometimes feel frustrated in your relationship with your spouse? You don't have to nod your head because your spouse is beside you. Pretend that you're, 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 pretend that, you know, just, just have this nice poker face. Like. So I'm going to ask again, do you sometimes feel frustrated in your marriage? If so, let me tell you the truth. Sometimes the things that you expect from your spouse 
only you can do for you. In fact, in fact, God did not assign that to your spouse, the thing that you expect him to do or her to do. God assigned it to you. Ask me why. I'll give you an example. You want your spouse to value you. Question, do you value yourself? If you do not, don't value you, no, no one can. If you don't accept you, no one can. If, if you don't celebrate who you are, no one can. I'm going to give you some, a, a sad statistic. May I? Thousands of people write to me through social media. And every single day, not a day passes without me receiving this kind of letter. Brother Bo, my husband is having an affair. What should I do? Every day, Brother Bo, my husband has another woman. What should I do? It's sad. My heart breaks when I read letters like that. Some of those letters are very, very long, telling me this and that, and, and their hearts are crushed. Why their husband of 16 years has left them for another woman. Every day, I receive letters like that. And I want you to know, I have only one answer. In fact, I wrote it down. And so what I do is I copy-paste. <laughs> you know what I tell them? Ask me what? I tell them this. Tell your husband, if you don't want me, I don't want you too. If you don't want me, I don't want you. I love you. But you can't be my husband anymore if you continue in that adultery because you're breaking the marriage covenant. You need to love yourself, woman. You need to have some self-respect. You need to do that because if you, you have to tell him, don't make me like a t-shirt that you wore yesterday and are throwing out today because I'm no t-shirt. I am a 1,000 carat diamond. And if you throw me away, guess what? It's your loss, not mine. You've got to... Women, I'm, I'm telling you that the reason why you need to love yourself and value yourself is because these men, if there's one thing that you should never do, it's this, because I've seen it happen, where the woman kneels in front of her adulterous husband, wraps her arms around his leg, and say, crying copious tears, please don't leave me. Three reasons why you should never do that. Number one, wapoise. <laughs> you lose all poise. Number two reason, any shred of attraction that he still has for you goes to sub Zero. What is so attractive about a woman kneeling down, wrapping her arms around your leg? You know what he's doing? While you're begging, he's bragging. He's proud of his adultery. Ha! I can do anything. Why will I need this old hag? No, you don't do that. Reason number three, you don't really love him. You need him. And there's a very big difference between love and need. That's for another talk. But right now, 
I want you to say, you don't want me? I'm going to go to God. I'm going to go to God. I'm going to love myself the way God loves me. And I will live my life for Him. Once upon a time, I used to depend on you, but now I'm going to depend on God. And, and I'm going to repair my relationship with God, and I'm going to repair my relationship with myself, and I'm going to do the right choices. And, and you live a beautiful life. And if you do, chances, there's a slight chance, slight chance, a few weeks from now, a few months from now, your husband will wake up in a rented apartment with that other woman, that other woman nagging him, fighting him, and then he has a light bulb moment and he realizes, OMG, what have I done? I've lost the woman that I've been married to for 16 years and I've that happy life I had with my three children I've exchanged for this and just maybe he goes back to you and he crawls back to you and do you know what to do you know what you do don't accept him yet no 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 there there are some i know you're there you've come back no no have some self-respect lady you're living a beautiful life you're living a happy life with god you're, you're, you're building your your life and so he comes crawling back to you you look at him and you say oh you're there you want me to exchange what I have now with you again? Okay. Court me again. Win my heart again because it has been broken. Because you have broken my trust. Earn it back again. And listen to me, this is just my opinion. This is not doctrine. This is just my opinion. Because I have met relationships, I have met some people I've, I, I know one woman, she just tolerated the adultery of her husband. Stuck with that marriage. Very painful. Went through torture. How long? 21 years. 21 years of tolerating the adultery of the husband. One day the husband changes, meets Jesus. There was also a happy ending. But you see, it's your choice. I'm just giving you my opinion. But you have to choose. But at the end of the day, you need to love yourself the way God loves you. That's it. And which brings us to the fourth source of healing love. And that is God Himself. The only way. Everybody say only. The on, louder. The only way that your broken mirror will be healed is the God of Hosea, the God who says, no matter what happens, I will always run after you. Though no matter what you have done, no matter how much you have fallen, no matter what evil you have done, no matter how you have fallen astray, I will always 
run after you. In fact, Hosea, Bible students call Hosea the Saint John of the Old Testament. That's what they call him. It, in, in Hosea chapter 2, can, can I read one of my favorite passages in the Old Testament? May I? You know, when, when you say Old Testament has thousands of verses, but this one is my favorite. Hosea chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. Everybody say, I'm listening. I will be true and faithful. I will show constant love and mercy forever and make you mine forever. I will keep my promise and make you mine and you will acknowledge me as it is so, so short. Can, can we read it together? Can we? Can we? Can everybody stand up for the verse? Let's, let's declare it. Let's declare God's love. Everybody say again, I will be true and faith. This is God speaking to you. People have not been true to you. People have not been faithful to you. Well, God declares, I will be different. I will be true. I will be faithful. And then God says, I will show you constant love and mercy. I will, I will make you mine. I, I will make you your mine. I made you. I fashioned your being. I shaped you like myself. Every cell of your body, every fiber of your being, I made. You are mine. Look, look at the tag in your soul. It says, made by God. I made you. You're mine. And now you've fallen and you're dirty and you're broken. You're still mine. You're still mine. And I will keep my promise and make you mine. Do you sometimes feel worthless? God is telling you now. One more time. Everybody say, I'm listening. God is telling you. Your mirror is broken. Don't use it. Don't use it. Leave it. God is telling you, make me your mirror. Look at me. Look at my eyes. And you will see a reflection of you. And you will see how beautiful you are. And how wonderful you are. And how amazing you are. That's how I see you. Right now, maybe you feel You feel you are not worthy of love. Maybe you have a broken heart right now. And if you have a broken heart right now and somebody left you, somebody betrayed you, somebody cheated you, here's God's word for you. Your worth is not based on that guy that left. Your worth is based on my love that will always run after you. You're my diamond. You're my gold. You're my precious jewel. And right now, is the last thing I'm going to say. If you feel unattractive, maybe because friends are now all married and you're still single, here's God's word for you. Your beauty... It's not based on a romantic relationship.
You are beautiful, God says, because I made you beautiful. And I, I invite you to put your hands over your chest and just say this after me. Jesus, thank you for loving me so much. I declare that I am yours. Heal my broken mirror with your love. Teach me how to see myself the way you see me in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.